What's up, faders? Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Faded Japan. This is episode number 407. And in this episode, uh, we interview Matt from Space Station. And uh, Matt is a good friend of the show. He's been on the show, I think, four times. And um, every time he's on, we talk about his bar, which is Space Station, located in Osaka, which is one of the very first video game bars in Japan. It's not the first one, but it's one of the very first ones. And in my opinion, it's by far the best. And um, we're interviewing him not only because he's an amazing and completely awesome fader, but uh, he's going through some shit right now because the government is shutting down uh, video game bars because of copyright infringement. And uh, this is a very serious thing in Japan because uh, I guess video game bars are falling like dominoes and it's it's really really sad and in, in this interview we're going to learn about what is happening in this situation and what Matt is going to do with Space Station. Um, this is a very serious interview so please uh, please crack open one of your favorite brews, sit back and enjoy and um, fade on. What's up, faders? Do you like our show? Of course you fucking do. That's why you're tuned in. But have you ever asked yourself if you could get more out of your got-faded experience? Well, now here's your chance because we are proud to announce our very own Patreon page. But don't freak out. Our podcast was and always will be free, but with your generous donations, we hope to improve it. And since we're all about fan appreciation, we've got the sweet, sweet rewards for our donors. Rewards include, but not limited to, shout-outs, bonus content for interviews and news stories, chances to appear on our show, and even gift packages sent direct to your door. For more information, check out our Patreon page at Fade On. So what are we, what are we drinking? Oh, uh, I'm drinking a mojito by Centauri. Okay, right. Well, I don't have any cinnamon whiskey here, right? Remember the last time we got faded, it was uh, on cinnamon whiskey. Oh, yeah, that was great. In the bar right now. <laughs> oh, man. Supply drink for cinnamon whiskey uh, dried up months and months ago. Oh, shit. Is it difficult to get that in? Well, I could go with Fireball, the, the old standby that everyone's familiar with. But the stuff I used to have, we were drinking Rebel Stoke cinnamon yeah. uh, on the rocks. That was far cheaper. Oh, um, shit. Less than half. And people like it over Fireball, honestly. I mean, it's a subtle difference. But anyway, I could serve up Fireball, but I don't have it. Uh, and the Revelstoke Cinnamon supply chain, they just stopped carrying it. Um, can't get it. Yeah. So I, I might, I don't know what I'll drink, but I don't have any mojitos. Oh, shit. Yeah, Centauri... There we go. Suntory just uh, launched this mojito in a can. It's 7%, and it's pretty decent. It's kind of sweet. I mean, it's not as good as a real mojito, but, I mean, if you're in a pinch, like if you go into a barbecue and you're like, oh, fuck, I forgot my mojitos. Well, there you go. Mmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's kind of limey. It could be limier, I guess. I, I like my mojitos very limey. All right, well, it just turned noon, so perfect time to... Start drinking. Oh, yeah, that's right. It is noon. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. Let's begin. What's up, faders? Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Fitted Japan. I'm your host, Johnny. And in this episode, it's me interviewing my dear friend, Matt, from Space Station in Osaka. And um, we're going to interview him about the pandemic 
going on in Japan about, uh, I guess, copyrights in video games and video game bars. And um, Jesus, it's, it's a serious situation for all us otaku out here. And um, yeah, uh, this is episode number 407, uh, soon to be 408. In 408, we're going to have an Izakaya Rampage. We're going to have all the new co-hosts together, all in one setting, getting drunk as fuck, and uh, enjoying enjoying the night and talking about the news as well as drinking booze. But um, in this episode here, which is a very important episode, um, yeah, I'm not too faded. I just got one mojito. Mmm. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Suntory. Uh, it's not the best of drinks, but um, it's doing the trick. It's 7%. <laughs> Matt, how you doing over there? Been worse. Been worse. Dude, all right. Now, about three weeks ago, uh, we read a story about video game bars being shut down because the owners were being arrested for copyright infringement for having video games at bars. And when we read this, my heart skipped a beat. I was like, oh, man, my favorite bar in Asia is Space Station, which is the best bar in, in Asia because it's got video games, amazing staff, amazing drinks, fantastic prices, and it's located in the heart of American Village in Osaka. So I was worried about you, and now we're talking about the situation now, and I want to hear your point of view and everything you know about this and what you're doing about it. Great. All right. Well, let me see if I can communicate everything I know it's all um, all right well okay and if you could speak louder that'd be great like into the mic sorry am I not coming through clearly if you could be louder it's better I've got a big voice use my outdoor voice (laughs) thank you I'll try do remind me of course if I get my voice gets faded all right so, yeah, um, video game bars are apparently in violation of copyright. Uh, when you buy a video game, you have the implicit right, maybe even explicit, if there's some eula or whatever, you know, some agreement you were to actually read. Whenever you buy a video game, you have the right, the license you get is for private consumption. Um... So having it available for public consumption is in violation of the licensing agreement. That's my understanding of it. Um, If you were to run an arcade and you buy arcade games, well, the licensing you get with an arcade board, say, is for public consumption. So that's how arcades are able to function. Home consoles don't have an option for public use. There's no licenses. Uh, there's definitely no license that we video game bars can purchase that would allow us to operate legitimately, it seems. So this has always been the case. Um, we all have varying degrees of understanding. This is all a very lay understanding that I have. Uh, so a lot of what I'm going to tell you is my lay understanding of the law and speculation from both myself and the campfire conversation that other video game bar owners are having. Cool. Um, The last time any action was taken against the video game bar was seven years ago, uh, just a few weeks before I opened my own bar. Coincidentally, in April of 2011, I opened my own establishment, Space Station. But a few weeks prior, a bar called Famicom City 
in Shibuya, Tokyo, was made to shut down. And it's the ACCS uh, that shut them down. The ACCS, I never can remember the, what that acronym means. Let's assume that the last CS stands for computer software. But I don't oh. know. Anyway, the ACCS is responsible, responsible for digital copyright in, uh, enforcement mm -hmm. software. So they shut down Famicom City. It is thought that Famicom City was in the crosshairs because of their name. Uh, Famicom, Famicom City, and so it was, it seems, right? That's a very uh, good educated guess, I think. So they shut down, and then the ACCS hasn't taken any action since 2011. Then all of a sudden, at the, around March of this year, 2018, three video game bars in Osaka were shut down by ACCS uh, involvement, And the owners weren't arrested or anything, but these were three video game bars in Osaka, all owned by the same group of people, the same company. The names of those bars are Clan, Katena, and One Up. So that was a surprise. And then about a month ago, four more bars were shut down, two in Kyoto, two in Kobe, and the owners arrested, unlike what happened in Osaka, where the owners were not arrested. And the arrests of people doing video game bars is unprecedented. So the arrests set a new precedent. And that's, the, that's what's going on there. It is thought that everybody, there's all speculation, that everybody received some kind of letter in the mail, or actually a representative coming to visit them from the ACCS. And the Osaka guys shut down at that time the kyoto and kobe guys somehow disregarded the this stern warning and then the next time the accs came they came with the cavalry right the police and those kyoto and kobe guys were arrested and i can't stress enough this is on my part i don't have the facts uh at all, just what I'm hearing, the rumor mill, the great mm -hmm. Um So as a result of these arrests, different we are all now in, we are all, all the video game bars in the country are thinking how to proceed from here. I, so wait, first, first question is, are you in contact with these other uh, bars? And second question is, What are you going to do in the future because of this? Are you going to fight the power right. or are you going to change your bar around? Right. Um, I am in communication with some of the bars. I have a, a rapport with some of the owners here in Osaka, not all. And, uh, but the ones I have always been in talks with for years, yeah, I, I talk with them and see how they're doing and what they're going to do and what they and, and get, the, get information from them. Again, all second-hand information or third-hand, right? Um, yeah. They're all doing different things in reaction to the news. And then I'll get to what I intend to do, subject to change, because I change my mind daily on how <laughs> to proceed here. But, You're preaching to the choir. Me too. There you go. But um, some of them are shutting down outright. Oh. Bar Continue, the first video game bar in Osaka, to my knowledge, and the one I used to go to often enough before I opened my own place, it's shutting down. 
uh, at the the last day will be mid August. God, it's um, so sad. Some bars are not doing anything for the time being. They're absolutely not changing. Some are doing that. Some are becoming PC only bars, PC gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and the thought being that the ACCS is not interested in, uh, they're not going to come for PC game establishments. They mm-hmm. represent Nintendo, Bandai Namco, Capcom, um, Sega, Japanese companies primarily, though I don't think it's exclusively. And uh, the thought is PC gaming is acceptable. So some some bars are doing that. Uh, Clan, in particular, is becoming an eSports and board game bar. Um, a lot of these video game bars, if they had enough space, were kind of board game bar hybrids anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, video game, board game, clan being such a thing. So it's, now it's not console gaming and board gaming, but rather PC gaming and board gaming. Gotcha. There's a number of reasons I wouldn't convert to a board game bar because, well, first of all, space is limited. Mm-hmm. And that's not the kind of bar I want to do. Absolutely not. Um, I'm, I like video games primarily, very much a purist in that regard, though. Of course, there are some board games I like, but no, I'm a video game bar. Um, so I'm going to reopen in mid-August, most likely, and I'll uh, most likely open as a PC gaming space uh, and see how that goes. Uh, again, it's all subject to change, but that's you know, I'll be out of the country for a little while, just coincidentally. I already had this trip planned. So when I get back, I'll uh, see how the other bars are doing and uh, adjust my own ideas accordingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. So by PC by, by a PC uh, game bar, that means you're going to have just, like, monitors with, like hard drives there and you people are going to be able to play like maybe like 90s games like uh, Wolfenstein or Wolfenstein 3D or uh just a variety of games or uh, how are you going to work that is yeah, it just going to be like a little computer to be a red PC gaming bar I like that idea to like seriously 80s and 90s PCs uh PC games that would be wild um I won't go that route I'll likely go with Steam my Steam library, I mm-hmm. might build a separate library that's, yeah, I don't want my entire Steam library on offer. It'll be certain games I curate uh, that are just for the bar. Uh, there won't be any keyboards or mice in the bar. The uh, eSports bars or PC gaming bars like Clan, they have an array of PC uh, keyboards and mice, you know, like a LAN cafe in the States. Uh, but all of my the games I intend to have here would be controller based. Great, that's awesome. Not going to run emulation or anything. I mean, like not even on the sly. Like, oh, you want to play this? I mean, if they're all computers, very easy to just like, okay, you want to play Golden Axe on the Genesis? We'll just click on this icon and you're good to go. Yeah, I do that. That would be. I don't. I mean, that's super risky. Now I'm running emulation. <laughs> when before I wasn't even running emulation, I had the actual hardware. Mm-hmm. 
so that would be even more blatant disregard for copyright. And I'm not interested in emulation for business use anyway. Yeah. That's so going to be pretty uh, good there. No emulation, just, yeah, PC gaming. And uh, what? Anything else? There you go. No keyboards and mice. I just don't want them in the bar. To be honest, a keyboard and a mouse just kind of takes you out of the environment. You know, if it's all like joystick or even like if you have a pistol, like the pistol joystick or something, that is actually a lot of fun. Everybody prefers that anyway. I mean, once you sit down and you got a keyboard in front of you with a mouse, in the back of everybody's mind, they're thinking, oh, I'm back at the office. (laughs) You know, a little bit. So once you have the joystick in your hand, that kind of takes you, puts you keeps you into the environment of, you know, the arcade and stuff. And I, I think that's a really great idea. Very good. Yeah, I mean, we all know that the lines between PC gaming and console gaming have only blurred over the past 10, 15 years. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's so much uh, cross-platform stuff going on. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, to say, I like your idea of 80s and 90s, like, PC-only gaming. That would be... Wow, in which case I would bring back a keyboard and mouse. Maybe I could have one computer, you know, just a beige box, CRT, mm-hmm. running Apogee and id Software stuff and Epic Mega Games and Lucasfilm, all those 80s and 90s. Oh, shit, Star Wars. Oh, God, yeah, I remember the Battle of Hoth. That was a great game. Which one? Wasn't it the Battle of Hoth? Battle of Hoth, a Star Wars game? yeah. Yeah, I don't recall it. I mean, what comes to mind immediately was the X-Wing, TIE Fighter, X-Wing versus TIE Fighter combat sims. I could be wrong, man. But, uh, yeah, I just remember playing Battle of Hoth on the computer, and I fucking love that shit. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a game like that, yeah. Mm. Also, like the Dark Forces games, uh, Jedi Knight, FPSs, those were great. Is it possible for you to get actual, like, video game? I mean, your bar, the space is limited, but for you to get a couple of actual, like, arcade consoles into your uh, into your establishment? You know, like the well, old, like, Miss Pac-Man or Donkey Kong? Right. Uh, I guess you haven't been here since I added that. I'm not sure. For about a year, I had a whiskey barrel. I mean, I have it now. This whiskey barrel converted into, a, into an arcade cabinet. Okay, I haven't been there in two years, so... Right. It has uh, 10 ROMs in it. So actually, when it comes to emulation, I said earlier, I'm not running any, any emulation. Mm-hmm. That's not strictly true. Uh, I do have this arcade uh, whiskey barrel that I had my carpenter make for me called uh, a barrel of Kong. Oh. Fired by a barrel of Kong. If you look up a barrel of Kong uh, on the Internet, some guy made a gorgeous arcade cabinet in, in a, with a real whiskey barrel, and I was inspired by that to have my own made. Mm-hmm. So the 10 ROMs on there are like Miss Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, Dig, Doug, Frogger, Galaga, etc., like the golden age of arcades, as they say. Now, oh, that is amazing. That's the extent of it, and I actually have the arcade boards. It's funny. Mm. Like, uh, I bought the arcade boards for 10% legitimacy, but now it seems like the percentage is higher. And 90% cool decoration, because I actually have the printed circuit boards, original, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., Miss Pac-Man, blah, blah, blah. Nice. Pinned to the wall, uh, right next to the barrel. So maybe I am, even though it's running off of MAME, I have these actual arcade boards, not connected to the barrel, but right there for decoration purposes. So I'm happy about that. So I have that barrel in there. That's one arcade cabinet. Awesome. I only want it running 
early 80s arcades like the, some uh, like Hubert, etc., the ones I mentioned. I have space for more, even in this small space, especially if I was to get rid of some of the other terminals around here. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was to do that, I would only get uh, arcade cabinets that have unique controls, like Paperboy, which has handlebar handlebars, like bicycle handlebars as a controller, or Tapper, mm-hmm. which has a tap you pull to serve drinks. Uh, but I don't know. I don't expect to put in more cabs, but you can be sure I thought of that uh, configuration, yeah. Oh, man. Well, that's good to know. All right, man. Jeez. So pretty much the future of like video game bars is going to be limited to PC games, PC consoles, actual arcades, and uh, I guess board games, I guess. Is there any way around that legally? Is there, I mean, it, for you to get permission from all, each and every company, which you'd have to do, that would be expensive, right? One can only assume. Yeah. Yeah. One can only assume that's the case. Who knows? I mean, I, I, we just don't know. Uh, one idea is to uh, join forces, the video game bars joining together and requesting it of the uh, ACCS or every company individually to make some license for us. I personally think it's a long shot. They don't, there doesn't seem to be any uh, motivation or incentive for the video game companies to do so. Um, well, I, I kind of disagree on that. Okay. I, I think I kind of disagree on that. I think the video game companies, for them to for them to make it make it legal for you guys to use their software like in a public space and play video games at bars and stuff. I think that it, like spreads interest. You know, it's like Coca Cola. Coca Cola does not need to do advertising, right? But the reason why Coca Cola does advertising is because it reminds people to drink Coca Cola when they're not thinking about Coca Cola. So when somebody comes into a video game bar such as Space Station, they sit down, they start playing Mario Kart. Like, oh my God, I remember how fun this game was. Oh man, I would love to buy one of those retro Nintendo consoles and play this game at my house. You know. So it reminds people to like go on and buy that stuff because who's buying software these days? Very few people. But if you have an establishment where you have it available, it, it reminds people your place is pretty much like the best advertising ever because who has money? People that go to bars and spend like the pocket change and stuff like that to buy beers and play games. And if they're doing that, that means they got money to buy video games. So I think your place is like advertisement. Your place is like Coca-Cola advertisements on the subways, on the trains, but instead it's in a bar. Right. No, I agree with you there. And it could very well be that all the video game companies would agree as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, well, if they really felt that way and that it was great advertising, um, well, then they're, they'd be motivated to do nothing. Like, okay, let these bars continue to operate because it is actually good advertising for us. Of course, uh, for the indie games in particular, uh, Mm-hmm. I always like to introduce indie games, and people actually do go and buy indie games after experiencing them here. Exactly. Yeah, bigger company, absolutely, yeah. You, you know, you assume as much, right? So it is good advertising, fine, um, but it might be just, a, who knows, like a drop in the bucket that um, the video game companies, I, I wonder, I don't know, but I wonder if anyone really cares. Maybe we're in a situation, this is the ACCS, they are tasked with protecting 
the copyright of their of the companies they represent. I think now, it's maybe that Nintendo and Capcom and the ones listed on ACCS's website really did spur the ACCS to act in some way. You know, there's a new generation of video game bars that cropped up in the last two or three years. There's been a video game bar explosion, mm -hmm. uh, and they take a new shape than the previous uh, generation of video game bars, like myself. Yeah, I would consider myself uh, the previous kind of configuration. The current configuration is to have a large space and have like an array of eight switches or eight Wii U's so you can play Splatoon or Splatoon 2 all together. Mm -hmm. Furthermore, Street Fighter V doesn't even have an arcade version, only home version. So when you go to a more recent video game bar, they're set up like arcades where one PlayStation 4 in the middle, but the monitors are like versus cabinets, right? They're two monitors with the same display uh, uh, looking away from each other. So the opponents are sitting on either side, just like an arcade. Yeah. So I can't stress enough the, the word speculate here. There's this newer breed of video game bars having exploded and taking the shape they do, and they seem to be doing quite well when I duck into one of these places. They charge hourly, uh, some of them, um, like 500 yen an hour, just like if you're spending time at an internet cafe. Anyway... Because of this new shape, maybe uh, those companies are like, all right, this is getting out of hand. we got to nip it in the bud. And that could be. It could also be that, again, no one really cares. I, I think someone's caring here, but whether someone cares or not, the ACCS has a responsibility to protect the copyright of its clients. And so after seven years of doing nothing on this front, see, they have other fronts to concern them themselves with, mm -hmm. other areas of copyright infringement, the ACCS does. But they left video game bars alone, and now all of a sudden this year, for whatever reason, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter to me if uh, they were prodded to do so, or someone up there really does care. Or not. The fact is, I, it's their responsibility to do this. Yeah. I assume the video game companies are paying them money to protect their copyright. So they have to do something. Mm -hmm. And this time they chose to focus on video game bars for now, and... There you have it. I hope I answered some questions there. No, no, you you definitely gave in a lot of exposure that I think that our audience is really interested in. Um, pretty much everybody that listens to our show is deep into Japanese culture and loves drinking. And um, yeah, I think we covered both of those. Not too much the drinking, but we did at the beginning a bit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, I think it's it's so sad that the government or the ACC or the ACS, what is it? ACCS. ACCS. I, I think it's so sad that they are doing this because it, they're really killing a part of Japanese culture. You know, I mean, otaku culture is video games, anime, manga, cosplay, and then etc. Right. And if they yeah. kill the video games, that's killing part of like the otaku culture. And there's a huge amount of tourists coming to Japan only for otaku culture. I mean, in Tokyo, I'm sure you see it in Osaka, but in Tokyo, every single day I see like people from all over the world with pink hair, blue hair, green hair, spiky hair, and they're wearing like all sorts of just like weird costumes and stuff. I, I see people dressed like Indiana Jones and Shibuya. And they're, they're like from, I don't know, America, Australia. I don't talk to those people, but still you see 
people all dressed up and they're here for one thing, you know, otaku culture. They're coming to the source and then what do they want to do at night? They want to relax, have a couple of drinks and play some video games. That's what they do. And so for them to kill these bars is killing part of the otaku culture. So it's actually hurting tourism. Absolutely. Um, I don't know if there's if the Japan Tourist Board still has this thing going on. I assume they do, but this whole cool Japan movement. Yeah, they do. Japanese pop culture for decades now. Uh, but yeah, it's a whole thing called Cool Japan, and of course, video games are a huge part of the the cultural export of yep. Japan. Mm-hmm. So it is shooting themselves in the foot on a tourist level as well as the game companies may be shooting themselves in the foot because yes there's a little bit less promotion of their product again i would say the it's a drop in the bucket for the big companies um but yeah indie well you know there's nothing like internet exposure ultimately that's where you get the largest reach these video game bars they'll see some revenue from it mm-hmm. Yep, it's just sad, man. And but I'm really happy that you know you're moving forward and you're not closing space station, dude. Because every time we go to every time we go to Osaka, one of the main things we want to do is go to your bar and have a couple of drinks, hang out with you and your other bar staff, and then play some games. But um, it, it's sad that Mario is going away. You know, Mario, he's six feet under, I guess. And so in that case, there, sadly, of course. But now we've got something else to look forward to is new games and a new game style, you know, and I'm really looking forward to what you have planned for the future. Right on. Awesome. And um, we get a lot of people listening from all over the world. Like, I mean, everywhere from Africa, South Africa to Finland. And of course, you know, we got States and New Zealand and what up to all our faders globally. And thank you very much for all our faders that are supporting the Patreon page, by the way. Um, You bought this delicious drink for me and um and please do continue to support the show by going to patreon and when you do go to patreon you do get all our perks we've got bonus content there bonus stories bonus videos and all sorts of uh, other stuff plus giveaways but um how can people find space station other than google (laughs) oh right well um space station osaka is the name of the Facebook page and group. Mm-hmm. So just put Space Station Osaka into Facebook, and there you have it. Uh, both are, I mean, the page I hardly... I, oh, we're, we're, I think we're losing you a little bit. An address. Hello? Oh, dude, Matt, sorry about that. I think we're losing you a little bit. Can no. you hear us? Uh, where should I start from? Uh, Facebook page. Go to Facebook right. and uh, go to the Space Station Osaka page. Right. Search for Space Station Osaka and you'll find me, the address of the bar, and pictures of the way the bar used to look. <laughs> when it reopens, it'll look slightly different. Uh, uh, yeah, so there you go. I don't have a website or anything like that. So Space Station Osaka on Facebook, please. Awesome. Fantastic. And if you go to Osaka, it's very easy to find. It's located in the heart of uh, American Village or American Muda. And uh, yeah, and that's a great little place, too. It's kind of like uh, Harajuku. So it's like Osaka's Harajuku, and it's unique. It's unique because the people there are special. And, you know, Osaka's great for so many things. And Space Station is 
sadly on top of my my list, and I'm just not sadly, but honorably on top of my list. But it's just I'm so sad that you got to change things. You know, you've had yeah. such a good thing going for so many years. You know, and when we heard about this, like when my my wife and I first went to Osaka on a little vacation, my friend was like, "Yo." There's a bar there that you have to go to. It's called Space Station. It's a video game bar, and I don't give a shit what you do in Osaka. Just go to Space Station. And I was like, uh, okay. And when I went there, I was like, oh, my God. This place is amazing. And, and you and all the other like staff members, like all the other bartenders were just so cool and knowledgeable about video games. Like I was like, what do you recommend? And you're like, what do you like? I'm like, I like shooting games. And you're like, oh, you got to play this. And then... I mean, it's so great. You know, it's, it's, it's a gem in Osaka, which is a city full of gems. But uh, Space Station is definitely by far one of the best gems, the brightest and the shiniest. Well, thank you, Johnny. Always like having you come by here. Oh, well, I can't wait to see the place in the future, man. Is there anything else you want to plug since uh, I think we're going to cut it out in a couple of minutes? Right now, nothing comes to mind. All right. Well, Matt, thank you very much for being on the show, brother. And I look forward to seeing you in Osaka soon. Right on. All right, man. Peace. Peace. Hey, yo, what's up, Baders? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what... If I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Prepper. Yo, what's up, faders? Thank you very much for listening to this very special interview with Matt from Space Station. We're all very sad about this situation, and we wish each and every video game bar owner the very best. And we hope that uh, we hope that somehow this law gets revoked. You know, we hope that Nintendo decides to play ball. Hopefully, they'll realize that by them by them enforcing this law, that they're losing advertisement and they're losing enthusiasm for people wanting to play video games everybody knows mario but how often do people play mario kart literally i mean how often do you play mario kart or super mario brothers or donkey kong or miss pac-man how often do you do that not too often i think right but when you go to a video game bar boom there you go you're playing it you're enjoying it you're loving it and and that right there is getting you more and more interested into video games and video game culture right and with these games being taken away from bars and stuff, I mean, that is almost like having them be erased from our memory. Oh, well, it's not erased from our memory, but it's just like out of sight, out of mind, right? So, I mean, if we're not really playing the games that much at bars or whatnot, it's just like we're not really thinking about it. So Nintendo really is shooting itself in the foot by just making it illegal for people that play these games at bars, you know? Because, shit, I'll tell you what, man. When I go to Space Station with my wife... I love to drink and play games. She loves to play games. And we're there all night having a blast, you know? And we're making friends with other people, you know? Because, like, you're playing Mario Kart. Somebody sits next to you. They're like, yo, can I play Mario Kart? 
and I say, yeah, my name's Johnny. And we have a gas. We have a great time getting faded and shit. We have like maybe five, six, seven drinks. I mean, technically we are drinking and driving, but it's okay because it's a video game. And, um... Yeah, it's sad to see that go, and um, yeah, yeah, and it's really hurting the otaku culture here because, I mean, like I said in the interview, otaku culture is video games, manga, of course, cosplay, anime, and then miscellaneous. By miscellaneous, use your imagination, right? Wink, wink. But um, yeah, it's really sad to see this this video game part of otakuism. Is that what it's called? Otakuism? Or (laughs) let's just say otaku culture. It's really sad to see it get, you know, kind of kicked in the balls, you know? So hopefully, hopefully Nintendo will realize that, uh, hey, we are messing up right here. We're making a big mistake, and maybe maybe they change the laws in the video games. Maybe, maybe they talk to the uh, government and say, hey, we're okay with this. It's cool. Let them play games at bars because it, it, it expands exposure for our games, and it makes our company look great, you know? So, yeah, hopefully that happens, and that'll be fantastic. But um, we are looking forward to going to Osaka soon, and when we go to Osaka, we are very, very much looking forward to seeing the new and updated space station. And Faders, if you're, and I know a lot of you guys are listening to the show, and you're coming to Japan, like you're listening to the show, and you're getting interested about Japan and stuff, and if you do come to Japan, or when you do come to Japan, make it a point to go to Osaka. Osaka's a great city. It's a great city. There's so many cool things in Osaka, and top on the list and top on your list should be Space Station. I've always loved that bar and I always will love that bar. So faders, on that note, we'll see you at Space Station. Peace. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right, over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need. And of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya. About five minute walk from the station. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, Faders? Got Faded Japan has got a new sponsor. Our new sponsor is Gamuso Bar, located in Asagaya, Tokyo. If you're kicking it in Tokyo and you want to get your groove on, get your fade on, you better get your ass down to Gamuso. Gamuso is located in Asagaya. It's about 11 minutes from Shinjuku Station on the Chuo Line. Gamuso has weekly bands, weekly performances. And hell, if you got your own event and you want to hold it at Gamuso, we'd love to host you. So contact Gamuso at www.gamuso.com. That's www.gamuso.com. That's right. Gamuso has not only beers in the bottle, but beers on tap. We've got every drink you want, so come on down to Gamuso. Gamuso, and if I'm working, tip me. Well, brother, a goddamn shit something vampire. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. 
pounds of pressure. I can't take it. I can't take it. I can't stand to it. You sure I should do this, man? We're going freaky. We came, we saw, we kicked his ass. Your move, creep. Man. I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.